so then my finger popped through the toilet paper. Oh shit, we're recording. What's up, my little kilo lifters? My little kilo hoisters? We're back, episode four, Training Make Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Tellender. I'm with my co-host, Colin Phillips. Good to be back. We staged that that whole initial thing, so I hope you got a good laugh. Real talk, though, that actually happened to me, like, <laughs> like last week, and it was terrifying. I had to take a shower. I have to, I have to ask, then, if we're going to talk about wiping, uh, are you a front-to-back or back-to-front? Both. What? Both. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta get all of the... You got to cover all your bases, man. Dude, that is... I, first off, you're either team back to front or front to back. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm, what I'm, I mean, though, is I'm, do you reach around front ever? You, yeah, you, yeah. So you reach in the front or reach you front, reach in the back? Both. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, this, this took, like, a really weird turn. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting hey, to get this interrogation right now. If you're watching uh, on YouTube, we're at a different angle. Hi. You can see both of us now. Yeah, I was kind of st- tired of setting up the GoPro, and Colin always got the short end of the stick. So now we're both on the good camera. It's because uh, I'm short. These videos, you know, the full video, if you're listening, is going to be up on YouTube, so you can kind of go back and forth if you want. Um, and you can watch us geeks talking. But also, um, we're going to clip it out. We've been clipping it out. Just go to Training Make Podcast on our YouTube. If you want to listen to us, we're on anchor.fm slash training make. And then uh, we're also on Apple now. That's huge. Big time, man. I got so many complaints for doing stuff with Anchor. The whole thing with Anchor is just annoying because basically they take care of everything. Yeah. Um, But now we're on Apple. So if you want to listen to us there, listen to us there. Uh, let's just get right into segments, and then we'll talk about our main discussion. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go? We got to pick one that we're going to start with. Let's go with um, training hacks. Something that, you know, training, training hacks. hacks, something that's been working for you, Colin, <coughs> or something that you like to program, whatever, that has helped you in some way. Training hacks. Uh, well, for, for my training hack, as it kind of applies to to competition um and kind of getting out of your comfort zone i decided this week that changing your training environment when you can closer to competition is definitely a training hack whether that kind of is using a different bar that you normally use or a platform or if you have the ability to actually go to a different gym um and and train somewhere that you're a little bit unfamiliar with not quite as comfortable with i think that's going to kind of help you um, be a little bit more comfortable in the back room and on the platform when it comes to actual competition. If you are a veteran lifter, probably doesn't really matter a whole lot, but for people that aren't super comfortable on the platform on the big stage, uh, I think changing your, your training environment is definitely very huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, training your, I think, uh, getting a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, big. because yeah, exactly. uh, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's just it's, it's uh, getting you out of your normal routine because yeah. Dude, that your, shit your happens. Normal, in your normal routine isn't going to happen exactly. in, in competition. So, like as much as it makes sense to to try to train as consistently and do everything exactly the same from a a training standpoint, 
when you start getting towards competing, you have to start to account for some of the, we'll the talk, changes. Basically. We'll talk more about this later, but I feel like yeah. that's something that CrossFit uh, emphasizes a lot, and that's something that I think is pretty commendable. Um, yeah. But I, like, I think that we're a very ritualistic sport, yeah. if you will. We got the same setup. We take our time. We go through our cues. We we tape up our thumbs the same way every time. Sometimes you just got to mix it up. Like literally, grab the bar and just like go. Um, you know, that's. I th- I think that the Bulgarians were like that to a T. They just yeah. didn't care because they what they did what eighteen sessions. A they week? did just like, yeah. I mean, they did millions of reps. You, how many it, times you snatched? Like everyone was didn't matter almost it was just like it was just another snatch and i think that that's the like dude i've missed 110 kilos which isn't even 80 percent for me and i just like don't care yeah and it it like sucks in the back of my mind it sucks but then the next session like i'll pr yeah it's just it it, i think that all kind of blends together my my um my training hack is going to be basically and, and it, it, it's going to be finding that drill that's going to help you. And it it has to, and this is going to be a drill that you can work to working weight with. And then basically okay. going back to the full lift. So for me, I've ha- been having issues using my feet. A training hack is, feet, yeah. is, is moving my feet. And the best drill for that, at least maximum, or at least getting near working weight is going to be the jump to, to plates. So for yeah. those of you guys listening or watching, um, you set up two plates outside the feet. You're going to have to go a little bit narrower with the stance and uh, you basically pull like you would normally do a snatch or clean, but you have to move your feet to land on top of the plates. If you're having issues moving your feet like I I was, um, and, and I'm not like it doesn't, you don't have to be rushing with your feet. You don't have to smack the floor, yeah. but, but I do think that finishing your extension is going to, or it's going to translate into finishing your extension. So yeah, for me, yeah. I could work up to almost like 80%. Which is good because I get a good transfer or a, like a good stimulus going back into my actual lift. Yeah, going back so, into So, um, you know, something else that's going to get me to move my feet is like a tall snatch. But I'm not going to get anywhere near 80% with a tall yeah. snatch. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, and there's a difference between like like pure technical, like technique work, tall snatches, stuff that is yeah. designed to be kept very, very light. Um, and then there's the other drills that are, are more like normal snatch variations that you can actually take to somewhat of a significant weight, 70-ish percent, maybe yep. a little bit above. Um, another good example of this are like no hook, no foot snatches for a lot of people. That you can have, go pretty heavy. You can go pretty heavy. Yeah, but that's um, the opposite though, right? Yeah. For me, I wouldn't be, I don't need that as much yeah. right now because yeah, I need to move that's my a, feet. That's a different, those are used yes. to, to train a, a different quality than for moving sure. your feet, right? It's the exact uh, opposite. Basically, the Russians same were... same idea in principle of like try to find a movement wanna... that you can kind of apply to to the full lifts, um, and it just has a lot more carryover when you can. I want to find those this accessories to similar percentages. I want to find the names of this. Uh... Of this drill, basically, you know, padriv is the like, to hit or blow um, with it's to ex- with, extend with the yeah, but it's also to literally mean like can mean strike. hit, blow, and strike. Right. Um, and so there is uh, there's this article. Let me see here. Uh, 
where it basically, if you're going to do no contact, um, that's another drill that really helps. Yeah. No contact where you actually, you move your feet. Uh, it's like padiv, padriv, like something prishka. And I wish I knew what the, uh, oh, here we go. Padif, pa, <laughs> padriv bez prishka, which means no contact. No contact. Um, so, so, and that, and that was something by the Russians that was used a lot, Yeah, but it, it's also more advanced because that Russian who's not using contact is very confident in their contact. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. There's definitely a, a cycle of things you need to, a box, a list of boxes you need to check off before you start messing with your contact. But meme or legit, what do you got? Reddit form checks. Are they a meme or are they are, legit? are they a meme or are they legit? Are they legitimately helpful or or do you now does Reddit chap your ass though? So you know you can't talk about it again. We're talking about Reddit right now. Well, I'm no my chaps my ass is not it's something different. Not, yeah, okay. something different. Yeah. So I'm gonna join you on this one. I'm, we're, we're gonna discuss this a little bit because I want to talk about Reddit a little bit. <laughs> when I started weightlifting, I was still like somewhat involved with CrossFit and I lurked Reddit for a long time. And I think it was just because there's a lot less people on it. Yeah. There was, I mean, back then there was a lot back less then. People. So everything was like 2014 and I was lurking hard and it actually really helped me. Uh, you know, I was linked to videos that I would have never been linked to. Like I, yeah. you know, Russian training hall videos from like 2011, which were just epic, dude. If you look at these, <laughs> they're like hour and a half long training videos. Really? Like so full, cool, full dude. session. Videos. Everyone is there. Anyways, that that was the stuff that I was put on, and then also the form checks. There was there was like kind of a community of like ten to fifteen lifters who were just like it's kind of like trash talk, but it was just a lot more tightly knit. Yeah. Now there's like sixty, seventy thousand. It's just growing so much. People are throwing in form checks. They're throwing in PRs like it's a personal Instagram. Yeah, it's basically, and I'm guilty of that too. Like if I'm excited about a lift, I'll throw it on there. Yeah, but I've but but done, I haven't done that in a long time, yeah, and I don't I've plan on ever doing that again. Like, I've done like, like I posted like a snatch progression of like the last year and a half. Yeah, that I did, and right? you have but, your PR on there. Yeah, yeah. And so but what, I'm done with that now, and, and I think. It's hard for me to say because maybe Reddit is more valuable for a beginner, so I can't really see it. Yeah, it's it's hard looking at Reddit form checks from the perspective that that we are, where we we do know enough about weightlifting at this point to to where we don't really need yeah. Reddit. And I never was on Reddit while I was learning how to do weightlifting. Like even from CrossFit, I didn't get onto Reddit until like the last six months or so. Yeah. Very, very new to Reddit, but even in the last six months, I feel like I've seen a a pretty dramatic change in, like like you were saying, it used to be like, especially when people posted form checks, it would be kind of, you would see the same names usually pop up giving advice, and like a lot of it was usually pretty good advice, yeah. and, and, now and over the last like three to four months or so, I feel like I've every form check is like... It's something but ridiculous, see, and then it's, and then an it's like a bunch of people. Yeah, and then it's someone posting something that's totally incorrect, and then yeah. someone's debating them, and it turns into this fucking. Like, so basically, people like, are just just fighting each other over over cues and and opinions, and yeah, and then on top of that, like a lot of it is just bad information now. So if yeah, you if you post a, a form meme. check, basically you, you either don't have a coach or you're just looking for attention or trying to start a conversation. Yeah. 
If you don't have a coach and you post a form check, that's fine. Maybe something will help. But I feel like there's probably better ways. Honestly, I'm I'm and gonna I'm gonna go ahead and endorse this. If you wanna if you want a legitimate form check, like Max Ada does the that you pay like five dollars or something. Right. And you yeah. Upload, like do that because because yeah. at least he is gonna give you good solid advice. Like rather than strangers that you don't know on the internet, like right. at least you, there's some some credibility behind that, and it's so I'm gonna it's, say it's five bucks. Like, I'm gonna say it's a meme just for sure. Oh, it's a meme. Form check. It's just it's in my opinion, a lot of what Reddit is. It's like people are just they're either bored or they want some level of attention. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but like when you post something like that, if you sometimes people post some awesome stuff, like it's like a question, like. What do we think about this? Yeah. And then the discussion is really cool. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And I think there needs to be more of that. Yeah. But I think if someone posts either PR and they say, what, what am I doing wrong? Or like roast me or this shit, this, this, this. I think that person is just kind of looking for attention and yeah. they're looking to get a conversation around their Them, training. Yeah, themselves. Where training you wouldn't need either. that if you had a coach. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, chaps, your ass, my ass. Chaps, my ass. What do you got? So for chaps my ass, um, and this is like, okay, chaps my ass, and I'll explain this. When newer athletes start shifting from a form-driven focus to a numbers-driven focus. Mm -hmm. So essentially, every new athlete goes through this. They all basically, when they first have the bar in their hands, right, and they, they try to put on a little bit of weight, they realize, like, they can't fucking lift anything. And so they start to really focus on form and, and technique and they start to improve. And then they usually get to like a certain weight where they start to get close to like kind of a number they've probably had in their mind for a while. And then they realize like, oh shit, I'm getting close to this number. And they start thinking about the number and they start trying to pull the bar harder make contact harder, pull the bar high, like doing all these kind of extra things to try and hit that number rather than continuing to focus on their technique and letting yeah. themselves kind of organically do you think progress through. And, and but I'm, do you think that's endemic of like the nature of the sport? Like I, I think... I, and yeah, and that's I'm, I'm saying like that's definitely a part of the sport, right, is, is chasing numbers and, and trying to do bigger and bigger numbers. But I... I have a, a, even a guy that is about two, it's probably three and a half to almost four months into weightlifting that I've been coaching, uh, Bobby, where for like the first three months that I coached Bobby, he actually moved really, really well. We never really went over like maybe 60 kilos in the snatch. Yeah. Um, and this last month, we started to kind of push the numbers a little bit and, and do some singles and kind of start to see where that top end was. And he ended up snatching... Like 90, or 90 kilos yeah. one day and and he basically snatched 90 and then he kind of got that 100 kilo number in his head because 90 was of fucking, course it was fucking yeah. easy yeah and so he immediately kind of got that 100 kilo number in his in his head and then like i could just kind of see the deterioration of like of he started to rush things he started to pull the bar harder and so we've kind of had to take a step back now and and re kind of so i think that's something i think that's something that might help would be the near like the almost um trainable numbers with drilling i yeah. think with someone like him because so whatever 
when when someone tries to reach for a number, which is 100 kilos, yeah. sometimes, like, I feel like I was someone that, that could reach for that and I would find a way to make it work. And so in that sense, I was hitting numbers before I should have been able to hit them. Yeah. Because I just, I feel like I'm somewhat of a gamer when I, like, can snatch and clean a jerk. Yeah, you're an athlete. And, right. right? And, and so some people, like, they see 100, 100 is a great, that's a great, it's like, a great snatch. yeah, it's, but, it, but it's also, like, so relatable to, I, I can guarantee you so many people listening are like, oh, that's me. Yeah. Right? So I would say <laughs> that that's a perfect time, if, if any of you are out there, that's a perfect time to literally find that drill that's going to help you with trainable numbers. Yeah. Because with, with eighty kilos, with eighty kilos, dude, if he can do seventy-five, yeah, if kilos. he drill, get him to drill like and that's basically doubles, triples. We've been with at eighty, like tons of doubles at between like seventy and eighty. The mm -hmm. last, the last at least week and a half or so, just to try to like get him to to slow down a little bit and and focus on his his tempo and his timing and and he, I think he snatched ninety-three one day and. And I think snatched 90 last week as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, he's he's getting there, and he definitely has the strength to, to do 100. It's just, you know, going to be the the discipline in the pole and, and really the overhead stability component. There's a lot of things that go into it, right? But he's yeah. just so new in the sport that it's inevitable they're going to end up chasing numbers, but it's it's kind of... Well, the it, best it, it drills. It my ass as a as a coach to like see someone focus on form for the last three months and really really improve. Yeah, and then like slowly see the deterioration of their form in in lieu of numbers. So and, and like the best drills, Colin, are eighty to ninety percent doubles and triples. Yeah, oh, those oh. are actually good drills or <laughs> complexes too. Yeah. When, so if you also you know it doesn't have to be as gimmicky as jumping the plates. Yeah. You can complex. I think complexing yeah. is great because it's essentially less you can take we're going to we're going to get into this actually yeah, but in our You can take less discussion. technical uh so like doing a double and a triple is actually like pretty technically hard. Yeah. Um especially if you want to reach, like if you want to go for heavy doubles, heavy yeah. triples. But if you complex, you now take a factor away. So like if you did uh full low hang high hang. That's one of my favorite complexes yeah. and it's incredibly effective. Right, like, I think you did that at one point this year. Yeah, yeah, and and it's different than doing a triple. It's easier than doing a triple. It's 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 depending on who you are, but yeah. No, it, I mean it has to be right. You're, the range of motion is cut every time. Yeah, you know, instead of I mean, and then yeah, setting theoretically the range, like the range of motion. You is don't smaller, have to drop the like, bar. Like you just you stand yeah. up and you go. So obviously you might not, you might not be able to do as much weight. But what I'm saying is there's ways that you can attack, like. If you get confident with a triple complex, well, now you're going to be probably be pretty good 10 kilos heavier. And yeah. so if you can get whatever the athlete is to, to do these things, that's why I think it's just such a – you find out what the athlete sucks at. And this is something that, like, programming isn't going to always do that. No, yeah. I, I have – That's part of coaching. That's coaching, right? Yeah. So, so if you see that some athlete isn't moving their feet or they're not pulling under the bar or they're not getting enough bar height, whatever it is, then you drill them. But you can also drill them to almost damn near working weight. Yeah. And if they're doing exactly what you want, then you can strip the bar, come back and do it again. Or you can do it again next week or whatever yeah. going on. Okay, that was a good one. That was a really good chaps my ass. I think – my chaps my ass, and I'm guilty of this, and I know you're guilty of this, but I, I've got to work on this, and I think people out there have to work on this. 
seeing a snapshot of someone's training and judging the entire thing. Oh yeah. And then, and not only that, offering unsolicited, unsolicited advice. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm going to go on one here really quick because it really does chap the shit out of my ass. I got to put Vaseline all over that thing after this because I have been working tirelessly on my squat tirelessly and you've seen it. Yeah. I've been killing myself. Uh, and I've been killing myself in my front squats as well. And one day, uh, I worked up to a maximal front squat and then did drop sets and I ended up PRing and my elbows dropped a little bit and then my, my back rounded. But if you had, if you had seen me went to a year ago on 150 front, this was a 174 front squat. If you had seen me on a 150 front squat, you say, wow, Zach, really well, really good job improving. You have been squatting like crazy. I legitimately got in one hour of posting that Instagram, <laughs> I got five people. One hour. Hey five man. people hey saying, man, try to keep your back from rounding. Like, hey, ow, that hurt my back just watching. Or like, hey, have you tried like this, this, and this? Like, oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. Have you tried this drill? Like, ew, oh, go back. How much do you squat? Like, go, how do go I back, go back to the bar? Yeah, like, go back to the PVC. Honestly, pipe. fuck off, dude. And so, 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 this is why I, and I'm gonna say this to myself, like, this is something that I need to improve. Yeah. If you see an athlete that sucks at something and then all of a sudden they PR in the thing that they're good at, you're like, oh, that person's working, not working on their weaknesses. Well, yeah. you don't really know. Yeah. Because you're not in the fucking gym with yeah, them. Yeah, you're not in the room and every day. If they're with them. a national level coach, I'm pretty sure that coach knows what's going on. Yeah. So, guys out there, and I'm going to do the same thing. Colin's going to do the same thing, but we're probably not going to fix any of it. <laughs> we're we're going to judgmental do our best, assholes but... <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, but just know that a snapshot, an Instagram video, is not the actual training. Someone. And, and for me, like, yeah, my PRs look gross, okay? But you didn't see the rep before that that looked awesome. Yeah. You didn't see the single one. Yeah. And if I didn't miss anything, honestly, that's, I think that's a pretty good session. Yeah. yeah, I have my weaknesses. I have all these things that I'm working on. <laughs> I am working on that. Yeah. Just because you see something happens when I... Yeah, you just you just see the end result or, or maybe, like, the beginning or you just see, like... 1% of, of the work that's being put in to, to actually address a weakness. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, by the way, like, did you realize that, uh, that your, your shoulders don't look very yeah, stable? Yeah, oh, yeah, that hurts me. <laughs> Shut hey, man, up. That, that maximal PR snatch you did, like, it looked kind of, it looked a little also, too heavy for you. Also, here's a meme that the weightlifters don't understand. Weightlifters never do Bonus this. meme. That hurts my knees looking at it. <laughs> Oh, ow, my knees. It's like, what the fuck? Are, are you, have you, do you know what a squat, like, do you know what this sport is? Do you know any? do you know anything? Do you know, do you literally know anything? That hurts my knees just looking at it. Shut up, mom. That's my mom. That's my mom. Gonna say, like, or my dad. Like, 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 are you 50 and yeah, you've never seen weightlifting that's, before? That's my aunt on Facebook, dude. It's like, <laughs> just fucking like. I get nervous every time I see your videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't don't hurt yourself. Ouch, my knees. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every so time. that's that's a bonus and a half meme <laughs> for sure. Okay. Topic of discussion today: two things, and I want to start with we're we're going to talk about this one first, which is is going to be 
the CrossFitter that wants to be a weightlifter and, and where CrossFit is commendable. So let's just do good, bad, and ugly. Okay. You're okay. Have good. To walk me through we'll, what, we'll, what each walk, of these mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk you through that. Uh, we, I guess maybe we don't have to do bad and ugly. We just kind of. I, I think that there's actually quite a bit that's commendable with CrossFitters because I've worked with them a yeah, lot. Yeah. So and we we both come from CrossFit. Backgrounds. Exactly. And and I, we have distinct advantages because we did that. Yeah. So, um. So so I want to talk about that, but then I also want to talk about beginner programming. If you are a beginner, how we can program for you, and how programming might not even be the proper word, right? Yeah. Or or maybe programming is correct, but periodizing? Nah, no. let's forget about no, it. No, it doesn't matter. Forget about it. Okay, so what's commendable about CrossFitters is basically uh, not it's not being a beginner and not really caring about volume, time under tension, right? Like, so so if you think about, and this is something that I tried to allude to in my last video, the shoulder stability mm -hmm. one. So if, if a CrossFit workout is 135 pounds, so 60 kilos, shoulder to overhead for 10 reps. Now, I, I know that sounds crazy to people. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> be doing Olympic movements for multiple reps, but shoulder to we're overhead. Not, we're not even going to get into that argument sh sh right now. Shoulder to overhead is not that crazy, especially no. with 60 kilos, yeah. right? So you're doing 10 jerks in a row, and you want to move as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. I believe that if someone was to come from that environment, you have you will have a distinct advantage at least getting the bar from the front rack to overhead. Your stability overhead, all of these things are going to be better. And yeah. that's an environment that doesn't happen in powerlifting, doesn't happen in bodybuilding, and it doesn't happen enough in early stages of weightlifting. Yeah, I basically have athletes that that really struggle with cycling a barbell and returning the barbell to the shoulders from overhead and they they do this weird like muscle it and then it's here and then the elbows come forward and they and it's just it, it looks awful and it hurts to watch and and then we have to go back and like do some drilling and and figure out how to get these guys to to be able to re-rack a bar and that's just kind of one example of this well if you um, think colin that's that's technical yeah. But another it's, thing it's is a skill. if you're, if you're, but so again, when we're in the beginner stages, it's skill mixed with strength. It's yes. intermixed yeah. and strength is, is in my opinion, I don't even want to mention mobility, but they're, they're one in the same. So for yeah. instance, with shoulder to overhead lightly, people are going to naturally either they bring the bar down if they want to go rep after rep. They're going to bring the bar down and bring their elbows forward so that they can catch in a proper front rack. Yeah. Right? If they've never done it before and they can't cycle, they're going to bring their elbows back. Yeah, they're going to bring the elbows straight down. Here. And then it's going to land below the... the and then they're going to... Then they have to rack the... They're going to push the elbows exactly. up and push the bar back up to their front rack. And, and to me, gonna... that is because they're weak in extending the thoracic spine. And, yeah. and every other joint that relates with it, hip, knees, and ankles, yeah. aren't there. And the best way to fix it it's just reps and volume at yeah. super lightweight, and that's what CrossFit does, Yep. right? Yeah. I would say the bad is going to be <laughs> basic. Uh, I, the bad is going to be pulling. One, one part um, that I think, again, it, it depends on the level of the CrossFitter. 
but I get a lot of people who can't get under, <laughs> they can't get under the barbell. And to me, it's a confidence in being able to dynamically squat. So, so it's probably that. And it's also turning the bar over, right? Like, like learning how to like turn and, and yeah, drop. Yeah. But a lot of people have, there are a good amount of people who have decent pulls, but they can't get low fast. Yeah. And so there's certain things that like, and I, I plan on making a video addressing this because the dynamically and, and Quinn Hennick did a little post on this before, but he had a warm up where you would wouldn't touch a barbell, but you would learn how to get your hips down low really fast. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, it's that it's pulling mechanics. It's all of these different things, these different nuance that CrossFitters, it's not that they don't work on it. It's that they can't. There's too many facets of CrossFit. There's so many things you have to, like, do every week, right? You have to do gymnastics movement. You have to do weightlifting movements. You need to do powerlifting movements. You need to do body weight movements. Running, plyo, calisthenics. Yeah, rowing. Like, uh, shit that biking, you forget about, dude. Like a 5K run and yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, there's, there's... I ain't got time for there's that. There's a million different things that you have to do in CrossFit, so it makes it really hard to, to really spend any kind of time on the Olympic lifts, and especially in, in the pole where there's just, you're not going to get anything out of it because as mm -hmm. soon as you come back a week later, you're going to forget everything that you worked on. Yep. In addition to the fact that usually there's one, maybe two coaches for like a 25 to 30 person class sometimes. Right. Where you just, there's not enough, like, you can't. You, you literally not can't. Coach there to actually cue you in enough of your reps one and again you don't yeah you don't do it week in week out you don't do it three four times a week so it doesn't ever stick so i'm gonna say the ugly is saying we're maxing today in the uh, snatch uh. right because you <coughs> if you if you max a snatch your technique is going to be the same across all lifts but for many crossfitters it's like what point does my technique falter? And then that's, and then it doesn't much matter, right? Because yeah. it's the, the standard is from here to here, moving the barbell from here to here. And if you get it, you get it. So one yeah. thing you can grind a back squat, you can grind a deadlift, you can grind a bench press, you can grind a strict press. There's a lot of things you can grind, but if you grind a snatch and a clean and jerk, you're not getting yourself any better. Yeah. That's the ugliest. I think, I, I, and this is going to be me. I don't have, I don't have that much of an issue for doing uh, 90, uh, 95 pounds, 40 kilos, doing sets of 10 in the snatch, because it's totally different. There's not, they're not snatches anymore. They're just like barbell bouncers, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't have any issue with that. Just like I don't have issues with kipping pull-ups, because they're not pull-ups anymore. Yeah. That's fine. Do your thing. Do kipping. Do do cycling barbells with super lightweight. Yeah. You'll never optimize weightlifting. Yeah. That's but that's see, part of CrossFit that's as totally, a sport. And it's you just, know what? And I'm not gonna be the basic fucking bitch who 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 argues that kipping pull-ups are bad and that multiple reps on like not multiple Olympic like lifts. sets of yeah. ten in the Olympic they're not Olympic lifts anymore. Yeah. Okay. But I am going to bitch when you decide to do maximal snatches and they look like absolute dog shit. Yeah. And if you look at like the CrossFit fails, a lot of them are Olympic movements because the people get down into a snatch and the bar comes straight down. down. They have no control over that yeah. level of weight. It's it's as soon They're as just fucking yoloing. Yeah, it's it's a, absolutely just a fucking pull. <laughs> it's and pray. a yolo, dude. It's a pull, pull and, pray. and pray and hope to God that your elbows stay locked. Yeah. Or 
fucking whatever. God knows what happens. We've yeah. all seen the CrossFit fail videos. Yeah, yeah. Just um, check them out. Go on YouTube, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's, let's let's go on to uh, beginner programming because this is a really important one, and I think people need to understand that <laughs> the, the word programming is especially for beginners. It's very important that we understand that like we don't get too wrapped up in, in periodization and we don't get wrapped up in progressing numbers. Yeah. We like CrossFit or like a general physical preparedness programming. You can get more specific. You don't have to be swinging kettlebells. You don't have to be doing shit like that. You don't have to be doing bench press to, to get strong. I think you should do that at some point, but you can get specific. So say like, Hey, we're going to do sets of five in the push jerk today, or we're going to do, Pull, pull, snatch, snatch, overhead squat, overhead squat. Mm-hmm. That's nowhere near specific to the sport. I mean, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. so far removed from competition ready. Yeah. But I think, I think for beginners, they need to be doing that level of volume and that level of time under tension. And they need to be doing it for both lifts. And they need to be doing that pretty much every time they step in the door. Yeah. So, so to basically go off this, and I'll talk about how I – I program for my beginners and and then kind of how this progression goes as people go from beginner into into intermediate. Um, Hold on, I need to tape down my your your mic is falling over. It's gonna fall over. I've got a Jimmy Rig mic set up here. You guys can hear me. I guess I'm probably not gonna edit this out. I don't no, give a I'd, shit. Fuck it. <laughs> just... This is what we deal with here on Training Make Podcast. This is. Duct tape also makes the world go around. I don't care who you are. Yeah, dude. Like, everyone was in that physics class that built the boat out of duct tape. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All you had was duct tape and cardboard. And, and you, you fucking a built boat a, a boat out of it? You, yeah, that's like, no need to learn uh, mechanics or anything like that. Just slap some duct tape on the thing. You'll be good to go. All right. All right, sweet. Okay. So... The way that I, I basically start programming for, programming for begin, beginner athletes, like Zach said, beginner athletes need to come in the gym, and every time they come in the gym, they need to snatch and they need to clean and jerk. So we basically start off pretty specific where they're doing low-complexity movements um, that that basically help transfer into the snatch and what. That, but they're the same that, points of means, performance what that, for all of them. Yeah. So, what, so what this translates to how, how I do it. I usually first month that my guys are are lifting, um, they're doing lots of snatch deadlift plus snatch, or or really it's more power snatch. Um, and and so basically they're able to pull the bar off the floor, get the bar into the power position, and this way they can work on the tempo of the movement, the positions, the timing, and then they can help transfer that movement pattern into the actual snatch itself. Um, and, and there's some other simplifications that go into what we do with the elbows and the feet and the receiving position and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But the, the main things that I, I focus on are getting them to pull off the floor. Um, push off the Push floor. off the floor. And, and go through that entire motion and then try to transfer that into a snatch. Catch the bar high, ride it down into the bottom position, and pause there. Right. So we need to have them spend a lot of time 
in important positions that are not very comfortable for new lifters. So bottom position is one, um, and, and just pushing going, off the pushing off the floor, one. right? Turning um, over. Exactly. So, so a lot of snatch deadlift plus sna uh, snatch, and then I'll usually have them do um, a day of, of low hang snatch plus snatch, uh, where es essentially they're doing translate, yeah. they're doing another snatch deadlift to get the bar up to the hip, right? It's not written in the program, but they have to do it anyways. They do a low hang snatch and then they do a snatch. So they're starting to, again, just make the movement as close to a full snatch as you can while decreasing the You're, the technicality so, as yeah, much as you can as exactly. well. Trying to simplify things as much as you can for as long as you can. Uh, because there's so many goddamn things you have to think about when you're learning the movements that you have to try and keep it simple. So, that, Colin, that's why I was saying you mentioned basically what I touched on before. Yeah. Like, you could say, okay, we're doing triples. Or you could say we're doing snatch dead plus low hang where you're eliminating factors in the beginner's head. Yeah. But they're essentially getting the same movement yeah. pattern. Yeah. And something... And Colin and I are pretty much mirror images as far as coaching goes. And so the points of performance that you mention, you're consistently just hitting on every, yeah. every drill. We're doing the same fucking thing. And yeah. so when they ask a question, you're like, no, 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 I've told you. What did we do in the snatch dead? Yeah. You do the same in this. Yeah. What did we do in this? You, you do try the to, same try in to this. make everything as, as relatable as possible. And where, they can they always can take to, steps back. Start or to forward. connect the dots of, of what's happening. And they're not thinking. Dude. Well, they are like 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 they're not, not like they're not like as much as they could dude, be it, a barbell that's lying on the floor and they have to go up and go through the checklist and pull it and snatch it for three reps is a lot harder than being like we're gonna snatch dead so just focus yeah exactly. pushing through the floor yeah then from the snatch dead we're gonna keep our chest up we're gonna lower that bar to the mid shin we're gonna push and pop. Yeah. Okay. Then from there, you're gonna overheads. Whatever it is. Yeah. That's a lot easier. It's a lot less like, you know. Yeah. Then and, hey, go snatch that three yeah. times. Yeah. And they're like, gonna get the time under tension that they need. They're exactly. gonna get. And so, so I guess what I want to relate this to and and give you guys literal because I want people to get like applicable to, with this. And if you're listening or watching, whatever, there are things you can do tomorrow. All right. So. Uh, don't pick a complex that, um, whether it be three position snatch, uh, whether it be snatch dead, which I really like, actually, I, I, I like, I think, I think snatch deadlift is, is the ultimate is, start is my, f yeah, it's, it's the best movement. That's not a snatch for beginners to use snatch deadlift and clean deadlift. Um, where to start their complex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's where you're, you're ending in the power position with. Your knees slightly bent, shoulders over the bar, bar in contact with either the and upper lats mid thigh pulling it in. or yeah, and that's right, like ingraining that movement, um, and and all of the things that go with that, having to activate the lats at the top of the pole throughout the pole really, but more so getting them to use their lats at the top of the pole, um, and and being able to to be balanced in that position, I think is is the most important, most effective way to to get people to think about the pull in the right way. Yeah, I think, and and I simplify guess the pull as much as possible. You could do this tomorrow. You could do uh, 
basically a specific warm-up, which Colin, you do with the guys pretty much every day is drop snatch. Okay. Then after that, you can do snatch dead plus low hang snatch plus hang snatch. Okay. You can do low you hang can do snatch. Five you sets can do of that. snatch from the floor. Like so, so you can do five sets of that with a barbell and then maybe add a little bit of weight. Okay. Then you could do five sets of that exact same complex with the clean. So clean pull, clean dead plus below the knee hang clean yeah. plus above the knee hang clean. Okay. All of that, you're making contact. You're learning how to push through the floor. You do five sets of that. Then you work on jerks. You could do what, – what's the drill you do is uh, – uh, So we, we usually do, jerk. do drop jerks. Um, yeah, so drop jerks plus press and split. So, again, kind of the same, same idea as I always have my new lifters pause their snatches in the bottom to put them in the bottom position of a, of a snatch as much as possible. I make sure that all of my guys pause – in the, the bottom of the jerk, in the catch position of the jerk, and in their, their warm-ups, they basically do press and split where they're sitting in a split for upwards of you know, 15, 20 seconds or so, putting them in that position for extended periods of time so they get comfortable there. Yeah. Like yeah. no one is balanced in that weird lunge and you have problems like left to right stability. You don't know how to really hold balance between your front and your back foot as far as like forwards and backwards. I think a lot of people are super heavy on their front leg at first because uh, it's just, I don't know if it's that's the one that they yeah. see or whatever it is, but people always focus way more on that front leg. And so they end up putting all their weight there. Um, so having them spend lots of time in that split position gives me one time, it, it gives me time to, to see what's happening and make the adjustment Right. And go say, you know, shift your weight back a little bit or bring your hips higher. But if your athletes are, are jerking and then they're quickly getting Wobbling. out of that position, then yeah. you as a coach really have no time to make any any changes right there in the moment. Well, that's pausing and isometric strength is yeah. always an yeah. answer. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're messed up in a position, pause and literally be, be hold isometrically. More. Be in that position more. It's incredibly effective or eccentrically loading all of these things are incredibly effective so you we would do those five sets of both of those complexes you, we would do a warm-up of jerks with that and then you could do like three reps of jerks where you pause in the catch or pause yeah. in the dip whatever you do five sets of that you you can do that literally every day yeah because we don't care about percentages we don't care about uh like periodization because competition again periodization is is synonymous with competition. Competition. We the idea is to prepare you for competition. You don't periodize for no reason. Yeah. So if you're a beginner, you're not worrying about your biggest weight you can lift. You're learning. You're you're worrying about learning the movements. Yeah. So don't care about that. Yeah. Go into the gym. Do that every day. Start adding weight. Start adding weight. Then you can worry on. You can work on your strength and you can periodize your strength. Yeah. You can get your percentages done with back squats, front squats, and that's strict that's press. Exactly what I pulls. do as well. At the end, you do. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you do do your pulls and, even, and then even your accessories. Pulls we don't really load a whole lot um because you want them specific yeah again yeah, i want yeah. them to to be able to move the weight no at the wasted right speed, time no wasted right time squats i basically have my guys start off pushing their squats that way we can start to one build some leg strength and and two like especially with the 
coaching the A&M weightlifting team, like people want to come do weightlifting and they expect to get a workout. And if you basically have them do, yep. you know, an hour and a half of, of bar <laughs> work, day. right. And they're, yeah, it's, it's taxing a little bit, but like, you don't really feel like you got a workout. You do all that. And then you do an eight rep max with drop sets and you walk out of the gym and you can barely walk. Like you actually feel like they've gotten something out of the workout, exactly. which is, which is really important as far as like a, a retention part of keeping people on the team right at the very beginning. Like they, they expect a certain level of workout. And so, so we th- use Colin, the squats to basically make sure that people are That translates happy. to everything yeah. though. That, but, yeah. but so, 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 you know, if we wanted to be hardcore, we'd be like, I don't, you don't, you don't want to do what I do. Fuck off. See you later. Yeah. But that's not how the world it's works, not dude. How, yeah, we're not, it's not we're how, not I have an objective. Exactly. We we're not in this state system where it's like you can fuck off and go back to yeah. the factories and work for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Like we're that gonna, was not an option. We're gonna put for us. you back in prison where we pulled you out of Right. So that's not an option here. We have to get people to stay along. I think I think that's pretty commendable. It, worrying about that as a coach. If you're a coach out there, allow your lifters to have some fun. Uh, yeah. And and not maybe not fun, but some reward, some sort of thing to to make them feel like they worked out, whatever. Yeah, they they need to feel like like they've accomplished something. They need to feel proud about what they're doing. Because if if you don't get any gratification out of it, then what's the point? You've been in the in the sport for a while, two, three, four years, and and you're going through like a you got to treat and, yourself, and and workouts are going bad. <laughs> like you basically. Like you understand at that point that like yeah you're just not gonna feel good about your workouts for a little while. Yeah. But when you're first starting off and you're not totally committed to this sport yet, like you can't walk out of the gym and be like, that was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Like I feel like I I got worse. Right. I feel like I didn't learn anything or I didn't even do anything. Right. Um. That's that's super super important. I've so, come to find. I I agree. I think for coaches for athletes out there. Athletes expect it to suck, um, and then coach expect it to suck because when it doesn't suck, you're gonna like it. As yeah. a coach, don't make it suck so much all the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's all we got today. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. Again, if you want to watch the video, uh, we're gonna have these clipped up. Uh, if you want to watch them, go to Training Make Podcast, the YouTube channel. Uh, pretty easy to find. Just search, put it in the search bar. Uh, we're on Apple now, so so that's cool. Training Make Podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts, and then Anchor FM dot or Anchor dot FM slash Training Make Podcast. I'm Zach Tellender. I'm Colin Phillips. Colin Phillips. Uh, that's it. Thanks for watching. And uh, comment if you're a back to front or a front to backer. <laughs> Jesus. And you will only understand. Can we please clip that out or like cut? <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe we got into that. <laughs> Comment below if you're front to back or back. And if you didn't watch the whole thing and you're just clipped up right now, you don't even get it. Yeah. So, so go just watch go back thing. and watch the entire thing. <laughs>